Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into another edition of Breakfast Ball. I'm Ben Charlson, joined as always by Ryan Hannibal. Ryan, how you doing? Doing good, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well. So you're this, now we're doing uh, Breakfast Ball just on the big tournaments. You're you're one for one on the season after picking Justin Thomas uh, last podcast. Uh, how you feeling going in this week? I'm not as confident as I was. I don't think I was actually confident in Justin Thomas, but anything can happen in the Masters. And, like, you know, you look at the guys that are the top, the favorites, and usually the favorites don't win. So it's kind of a a tough tournament to pick, but it's obviously the best tournament on the golf calendar. So it should be a fun week and always fun to break down and talk about all these players. Yeah, and this is a nice little treat for us. I know with COVID and everything, we, we missed it last year, and they pushed it to November, so we did get it. But now we get the Masters in a second round of the Masters in less than six months. So, so I'm pretty excited for it. We got, you know, Dustin Johnson still playing well, coming off his big win there. And, and now we get back to the traditional Masters weekend, which is a nice, nice treat for us. Much better. Like, I like – I mean, it was obviously good to have the Masters in November just after not having it last April. But I didn't like the soft course. I like the firm, fast course, just April's. It's just – it's a better time for it. And it's always been this weekend and just – you start getting into golf mode up here and you get the master. So it's just a better, it's just a better event in April. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I feel the same way where this is for us, you know, we get the masters and that basically starts our golf season up here in new England compared to November. We're winding down and we're basically done at that point. And, and yeah, it was, it was great to still get the masters and see everything, but I'm just so used to, yeah, that early April weekend masters. And it's just such a tradition there that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have it back. And, you know, Get the, get the Masters music, you know, the azaleas, you know, nice green. And yep. to watch these greens just absolutely frustrate all the players. Well, also the, the, the fans or the patrons, they call them. I think that was missing last November, too. Like, that, this course is, like, perfectly set up for the roars and the fans to sort of, you know, have those eagles on, you know, 13 that, you know, you can hear around the rest of the course. And I think that just having, the, having them back this week will make it an even better tournament, too. Yeah, and you do kind of realize how much you miss that now watching some of these places with fans, how how great it is. Like, you know, yeah, you, you get a guy making a charge late on a Sunday who's finishing up on 18, hits a huge birdie, and, and you're watching the leaders on, like, 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can hear it all the way back there. And like, oh, all right, something's about to happen, and you wonder kind of how it affects those guys a, a little bit more. And, and, yeah, now going to the Masters where a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't have the fans last year, and I think that's a completely different element at this tournament and the pressure just ramps up even more. Yeah. A lot of players even talked about it. I think I forget who 
one of the big names said it was easier to win without fans because you didn't have that added pressure and you kind of could just treat it like a normal round and not really know, you know, who's doing what around you. But now that you have the fans and the noise and just them being on top of you, that just increases the pressure. So it, I think this Masters will be harder to win than the one in November just because, you know, you have all these people in place and the roars and all that. So like we talked about, this is much better than November. I'm glad we had last November, but this is, you know, what the Masters is all about. And we'll get into the picks later on, but one of my big questions is with the Masters, it's the, you know, the one major that's played at the same course every year. And I always think of it going into it. I like seeing guys who've had past success at the mm-hmm. Masters. Like, like one of the guys I always think about is Jordan Speed. And, and yes, he won last week and he seems to be rounding into form. But there were those years where he was just completely a head case out of it. Could not find his swing, but he gets to Augusta, gets the Masters and, and kind of turns around. Do you think it's one of those courses where, Guys who have had past success, you know, play well there. And it's one of those things, if you haven't had success there, it's tough to turn it around. Yeah, I kind of do. For whatever reason, this course just, you know, it favors certain types of players. And I'm sure some players just like the way that it looks to their eye, certain holes they like better. Um, and I'd like Fred Couples. He's a guy who's in his, you know, 50s and 60s, but always seems to, you know, do well at Augusta. And I think that's the other good thing about this course is, you can, it takes all different types of players to do well. Like Fred Couples can be in his 50s and still be at the top leaderboard. What was it Bernhard Longer a couple of years ago? He's in his 60s and he's at the top leaderboard. And then younger guys that bomb the ball obviously are up there too. So this course does a good job of catering to all the players. But then, like you said, there are players that just always play well there. And I think that's one of the important things to look at this week is past success. And there are some players who that just don't, for whatever reason, don't play well there. And I think that's something to keep an eye on too. That if you, Again, if you're gonna finish, if you're gonna miss the cut, you know, three straight years, I probably wouldn't pick that guy to win, you know, this year just because of the past things. And where other courses, you might say, oh, they can have a good week and turn things around. I think that's harder to do at Augusta. Yeah, I think it is. It was one of those courses where it just gets in your head, and you know, you start missing putts early on Thursday or Friday on these greens, and they scan your head. But you can also obviously see once if if you're rolling it well and you start making putts early, it can really turn around and. And it was one of those courses. Everyone always talks about, you know, like the finishing holes and you have Amen Corner at Augusta. And it seems every year something happens to maybe not the leaderboard, but a guy chasing mm-hmm. that corner, no matter what, there's always drama. It, and it always seems to come down to Sunday. And I, I know it happens the rest of the day, but it always seems at the Masters, there's always that Sunday drama at Amen Corner and especially on that part three. Yeah, because there's so many different things that can happen on those holes. Like 12, you can have people hit it in the water like we saw a couple of years, and people can make go from making twos to making sixes and sevens. And then the next hole, you can have guys making threes to six. So that's it's just such huge swings can happen you know, there. And then, and then you get to the par 5 15th, where you can easily make a three. You can make a six or a seven there too. So that's just the beauty of Augusta National, I think, and that's why they like you know, to set up the pins on Sunday for those things to happen. Like you could have guys making eagles and birdies, but then at the same time you can have guys making sixes and sevens. And that's what creates what you said. There's always something that happens on Sunday, whether it's the leader falling or guys, you know, making three straight birdies and an eagle to jump to the top. And I think that's what makes this tournament so exciting. And that just, you always know there's going to be drama on Sunday, whereas other courses you might, it might, it might just be guys parring in and it's not that exciting. Whereas Augusta is totally different. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the two big stories, or at least in my mind, going into the weekend, there is, you know, Dustin Johnson, the world number one, going to repeat after uh, a little under six months and, you know, get the Masters. Mm -hmm. And does Rory complete the career Grand Slam? I think 
maybe it hasn't been as talked too much about this year, but I feel like every year going into the Masters, that's always the talk is Rory. And he's one of those guys where we were talking about he plays well, but it seems like every Sunday something happens to him, especially on A-Man Corner. And I think that's just in his head going into the tournaments now. Yeah, he's been flying under the radar this week. No one's really talking about him much, probably because he's not playing that well, or well for his standards. But like you said, he's trying to create the – finish the Grand Slam and just hasn't been able to do it. And you're right, for whatever reason, he just can't finish the job. Like he seems to, you know, put himself there going into the weekend but can't put himself over the top on Sunday. So he's certainly a guy to watch and see, you know, how he does. I don't think he's playing that well. I wouldn't pick him. I don't have him on any of my lineups or anything like that. Um, Dustin Johnson, he's he's playing pretty well, but like I, I don't have him as like I don't think he's gonna be there. Like he'll probably be in contention, but I don't think he'll be you know in one of those final groups on Sunday. I just don't I just don't see him playing that that well right now. He's playing okay, but I just don't think he's peaking like he was going into last November. Oh, I agree. And and another guy coming off of his first win in what four years, yeah, had past success at uh, Augusta, Jordan Spieth, and he's skyrocketed i think he's like nine to one now yeah i wish i wish he didn't win last week yeah which which is just ridiculous and i know he's going to be heavily owned in like DraftKings lineups and stuff and and i like speed and it was awesome to see him get that win last week after such a past couple hard past couple years and he always plays well at augusta but nine to one to to be he's basically i think he's right behind dustin johnson as a favorite oh he's ten to one sorry last time i looked he's ten to one and johnson's nine to one yeah, I, I, he's been playing well, but and he's had past success there. But to put him as the, the second favorite seems a little, little steep. It also just feels like that's not good value on Jordan Spieth. And it always seems like the guys that everybody's behind never win, and that seems to be the case with Spieth. And I will, like I listened to him talk yesterday, and he had a good mindset. Like I don't think the win last week is kind of like he's focusing solely on this week. He's not looking back on last. He knows even admitted he didn't play well on Sunday. There are things he can do better. So I think he has the right mindset where he's not just you know focusing on winning last week and not really focusing on Augusta, but. When you have all these guys on you, it's just those guys never win. So I wish he would have not won last week because I'm a big Jordan Spieth fan. I'd rather win the Masters. But we'll see what happens. I think that, like you said, he has great success there. So I'm sure he'll be in contention. But it just always seems to work out that the guys that get all the bets and everybody's behind never seem to pull it out in the end. Yeah, I'm expecting someone like Lee Westwood or Shane Lowry to to go into Friday or Saturday with, like, the lead and then – completely fall apart I feel like that's what happens at the Masters you you have these guys every year who is it Charlie Hoffman's always oh, yeah. the yeah. Prime leader. yeah every year they're like like wow they're running away with it like this is their year and then they shoot like plus eight, eight for the next two days yeah. and yeah it's just brutal so so I am I am interested to see who that guy is that that takes that mantle now you know Lee Westwood's been playing well he always seems to have a good couple of days at Augusta Shane Lowry mm-hmm. those type of guys but but let's get into it who who are you looking at uh, this weekend to, to make a run and then maybe get the green jacket? Do you think it's going to be a first timer? Someone repeat? What, what, are, what are your thoughts? I guess probably a first timer. So the, I don't want to, you know, criticize us for just giving a bunch of names the last time. So I, I guess, should we start with like our picks or are we just giving guys we like? I, I say we go with a couple of guys we're, we're looking at. And then I say at the end, right. we, we give our pick and that'll, right. that'll be the, the pick. We'll give one who we think is going to win. And then we'll give like a dark horse that, Gotcha. All right, so 
guys that I'm, I'm looking like I, I like Spieth will be up there. I, I think Justin Thomas is playing very well off of that Players Championship. His iron play in that round, I think he said it was the best of his career, so that's a good sign. I like John Rahm coming off as as the birth of his son, so he's you know feeling good there. I was gonna say, do you, do you believe in that the 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 birth of the son? Isn't that like a? I think well, I, I think them? it was better than um, like not having it and stressing this week. So I think it, that that's a that's a good sign there. Xander Shoffley, I think he's another guy flying onto the radar. I really like him and his game. Colin Morikawa is always probably going to be there. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick could be a little bit of a dark horse. I, I always like Fitzpatrick. He starts slow at Augusta, but he, but he yep. turns it on the weekend. So that, that's the problem. He, he starts Thursday and Friday. He usually just makes the cut, and mm-hmm. then he turns on Saturday and Sunday, and then but he's already out of it at that point. Cameron Smith did well. He always seems to play well there. He could be a guy to keep an eye on. Tommy Fleetwood. Like, I look at guys that hit, hit their irons well. That's what it seems like Augusta is all about, hitting your irons well and then making a few putts. Like, yeah, it, the guys it, that hit, hit most of the greens mix the putts, they'll be there in the end. Yeah, and that's, like, one of the guys I, I kind of look at. And he's not – he's one of the few big hitters that – Tony Finau. Like, he's one yeah. of those guys who I look at. I'm like, he shouldn't really fit at Augusta. You know, he's a big hitter. He's – I guess accurate off the tee, but he's not always. And mm-hmm. he's decent irons, but his putting's not strong. But he's one of those guys, it seems like, or at least the past couple of years, he's been in contention on Saturday. So he's, he's one of those guys who I'm looking at could maybe make a run this year. Where He missed the cut last week, so I, which I don't really count as anything. But, yep. but he seems to be one of those guys, when he gets to Augusta, he plays up. And maybe this is the year. Like, he hasn't been able to close out this year on Sundays, but maybe, maybe uh, this is the year for him at Augusta. Yeah, I'm sure he was there entire one, so I'm sure he'll be there. He definitely has the game. I think it all comes down to him if he can putt. That's always been the thing with him. How do you feel about uh, Bryson going into this week? Obviously, last November wasn't great for him, but he seems to be feeling better about himself right now. I, I to be honest, I, I'm over. I, we've talked about this before with Bryson. I'm just not a fan of him. So if he misses the cut or just sucks at, at the Masters, I'd be fine with it. But I, I think he'll make the cut. He'll, I don't know, finish – probably like top 30 or something. It just seems like with him, but it will be interesting to see with him at Augusta. And, and I know he was at, he was able to hit it as long as he did last year uh, in November. So that hasn't changed, but he does seem to be a little bit more uh, fine tuned with everything. So I, I think he might be a little bit more uh, accurate this year at Augusta. So I am interested to see what it happens, but I hope he doesn't win. I'm the same way. I saw I a stat win. too that said he's, I forget what like how many rounds there were, but he was 70th out of 77 players in putting. So he he can hit the ball as far as he wants, but he can't putt at Augusta. So yeah, and I think I actually now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think maybe top 40. I think he'll make the cut because of his distance, but I think he will get um, if his putt is off a little bit this week, and he's going to get eaten alive on those greens. And and yeah, yeah, like like you're saying, he can he's going to be giving himself eagle shots, but it, it doesn't mean he's going to be making those or even getting birdies. Like you have to be precise on the greens at Augusta or otherwise you're leaving yourself long long birdie long par putts that, that could really hurt you uh, later rounds well and also like you were saying these guys can get so frustrated by the greens I think Bryson's a perfect example of that if he misses some putts on Thursday that he thinks should be going in I think that could do him for the rest of the week and that could certainly happen to a guy like him you know hitting the ball whatever 340 and having a wedge in and then you know three putting for bogey that's not going to do well for his his mental psyche so he's like, I'm with you there. I think he probably is going to make the cut, but I don't think he'll be in contention, you know, come Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, which, which, I, which I'm okay with. Like, I, I, it's fine. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just I – don't, I don't know. It's just I'm not a Bryson fan, so so him 
Like, I think Patrick of- Reed has a better chance of being contention than Bryson because I think Reed's another guy that always seems to play well there, and you just have to pencil him in as to be a guy that has a you know outside chance come Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and that's one of those with Augusta. So you have that group of guys who have won it before and who always compete, but it, it will be interesting to see some of these young guys who haven't won there yet what they can do. And I'm always kind of interested with with the guys who are first timers, like mm. like how they're able to handle it and. You kind of see it with both guys. You you get the guys, and this is for every tournament, obviously, that come in and have success there, and and for some reason it just clicks there. And there are other guys who just can't figure it out, and it takes them a few years to to turn around. So there are a couple of guys out there, like um, like Conroy Carl. It's his yeah second Masters, but it's his first in April. So like yeah, how does how does that play out? And then I, I don't I don't know if you saw some of these comments yesterday. This could be true for first timers. They were like talking about how they try to adapt their game for certain holes at Augusta and Colin realized he shouldn't do that. He should try to, but like he's, he was talking about trying to hit draws on the draw holes where he should, you know, just figure out how to use his game to match those holes instead of trying to come up with shots for those holes that he doesn't have. I think that's something that takes some time to get used to and, and learn the lines and not try to, Oh, I, on 13, I hit a massive draw, but I don't have that, but I'm just trying to hit it for that hole. I don't think that's a good way to approach things. Yeah, and I think some of these guys, like like us, we we grew up watching the Masters. So, like, these guys are golfers. They know every single hole. Like, even if they've never played before, they know every – so I think they're like, oh, this is what Tiger did. or And I know they're not trying to do what compared to Tiger, but the, they've seen all these shots throughout the year. So, like, oh, this is how you have to hit this to, to do succeed. And, I yeah, like like Colin said or whoever said that, yeah, like Colin, you yeah. said, they do try and fit the, game, the course and – to instead of having their game fit the course. So it's, it is interesting. You see it with these guys who have had success. I think they are one of those guys like Spieth where it's like, all right, I'm going to put in the fairway. I'm going to, you know, make smart shots. And then I'm going to make my, like give myself at least birdie chances or Eagle chances. Right. I'm not going to do anything crazy to, to, cause you, like in every tournament, especially the masters, you can't win it on Thursday and Friday, but you can definitely lose it. So yep. they have to be smart and it will be some of these guys who, who are the first timers, will they go in realizing that like, all right, I got to be smart. I don't need to shoot 65. I don't need to be top of the leaderboard. I just need to be smart, play smart and give myself a chance going into the weekend. I think that's what made Tiger Woods so good. Like he never at this tournament, he never seemed to be a guy that would shoot 65 or 64 on Thursday or Friday, but he'd always be around that 70, 68 to keep him in striking distance. And then as we talked about, there's so many chances to make birdies and eagles on this course. So you, as long as you're around the top of the leaderboard, you have a very good chance on the weekend. I think that's the biggest thing with this tournament is you can have some guys that go out there and play too aggressive on Thursday and Friday and take themselves out of the tournament, which this is a tournament to stay patient on because like we talked about, there's so many things that can happen on these holes in the back nine. I, I completely agree with you on that. And so that will be the, the big thing. All right, let's, let's give our picks. Who's, who's your – we're going to do uh, your pick to win it, and we'll do a, a dark horse, someone who, who you think, you know, has a chance but gives you good odds uh, for, for the, the betting fans. All right, so my, my favorite pick is uh, Xander Shoffley. I think that he's due, he's due to win a big tournament. He hasn't won in a while. I, he's had some okay success at Augusta. I just think he has a great all-around game. I think that he's the guy that's ready to break through and win a major. I think that now is his time. If it's not this tournament, I think he's going to win a major 
you know, in the other three this year, I think it's time for Xander to break out. I like that pick. And what do you got for uh, for who's your dark horse or someone with a long odds? We'll say. Well, so I who do I have? Corey Connors for the players. I do like him again, but I don't really want to dub, double up on him. Um, I guess we can go with Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's kind of up there, but not. You know, he's in the middle of the pack, so I guess that's technically a dark horse. Uh, Harris English. I'll throw that out there. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, yeah. Okay. 80, I got him at eighty-one. Yeah. You're. you're... No, I do. I do like Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was kind of my. I guess. Yeah. I, I couldn't say dark horse, but yeah. The my middle of the pack guy. But if I'm going for guy who I think can win, I'm. I want. I want to say this is Rory's year. I know he hasn't been playing great. Um, but, but I feel like this is the, the year where he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit more. There's not as much talk about Kent uh, Rory complete the career grand slam. And he has started to have a little bit more success at, at um, Augusta. So I'm, I'm going Rory as uh, the winner this year. And for my dark horse, oh, that's tough. I, I like J- Jason Day, but he's only 45 to 1. Um, I'm going to go – Ooh, Justin Rose. This is tough. He's another guy that always seems to play well there. Yeah, Justin Rose is is. I'm gonna go Justin Rose. He's he's at right. 71. I know he's been bad this year. I'll yep. say that. To, but like we be, talked about, guys always come into Augusta and just always seem to play well. He could be a guy that does that. Yeah. So so I'm gonna yeah. So my dark horse is Justin Rose. So I'm, you're going. Um, Xander to win it, and your yes. dark horse is Harris, Harris yes. English. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go Rory to complete his career Grand Slam, and I'm going to go Justin Rose. I, I think he, you know, maybe maybe he turns it around this year, I, and you know, he's giving me good odds, so I can't complain about that. I, I like it. Well, we'll see what happens come the weekend. Yeah, we, anything can happen there. No matter what happens, we know there'll be drama Sunday, and it'll be a great uh, four days of golf, and have a great ending hopefully on Sunday. Yep, looking forward to it as always. Always. Oh, actually, I got it real quick. What are your thoughts on the um, the viewing of the Masters? Like, I know on ESPN oh. or whatever, they only show like three hours, but I hate it. I mean, it's twenty twenty one. Like, it shouldn't start at what three o'clock on Thursday and Friday. Like, it's just not. I know they have featured groups, but that's only two groups in the morning rounds. It's twenty twenty one. Like. If you want to stream it, that's fine. It doesn't need to be on TV from whatever, but make more coverage. It's the Masters. Like, there, there could be times where, like, I don't know, Jordan Spieth is playing, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he's not. you don't even get to see any of his rounds. So that's going to change. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, every April, I download the Masters app, and the as soon as the Masters tournament ends, I just delete it. So – uh, I'll be glued to that uh, Thursday and Friday and yep. probably most of Saturday and Sunday when, when the coverage has not started. But, yeah, it, it's the Masters. And even when they do show it, they always show, like, certain guys. I remember one year Johnson was, was like, one back or he was leading. And you barely saw any of his shots. So it, it is one of those things at the Masters where they do focus on certain players, which is very frustrating. And, and like we mentioned Mutt earlier, I know he's going to be – extremely frustrated with coverage because he's going to have money on or guys in his lineup that will not be shown right. on the weekend. Right. Right. You're right. They like they'll show Phil Mickelson. He'll be 10 shots back and they'll show like every shot in the back nine. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, 
So we'll, we'll see how the coverage goes, and, and I'm excited. I, I, you know, Masters weekend, what's better than that? Can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right, Ryan, we'll be back for, what, U.S. Open next? Is that? Yep, U.S. Open next in June. All right, we'll have another breakfast ball then. Ryan, have a good one. All right, see you, Ben.